1: A 20-yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper, he'll call to the place, he'll hold it. Byron waits for the snap to the place. There it is, the kick is up, the kick is good! Auburn wins! 22-19! What's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the Auburn Today Podcast. As always, my name is Noble, I'm joined here with my co-host Wheeler, Today we have a just really quick podcast to break down the Auburn versus Iowa first round NCAA tournament matchup and a quick preview of what's to come when Auburn takes on Houston tomorrow at 6:10 in the BJCC. And so Wheeler uh you know just just for those listening just a, a heads up Wheeler is currently multitasking right now. He's kind of kind of in the car on the on the phone so his his quality might be a little different than usual, but just so, just so y'all know that, but we just kind of give us your your overview about what you thought of the game, kind of where your mind was going. We obviously talked about uh, a lot of the preview earlier on the last podcast. Just kind of give us your thoughts about how Auburn came out hot and kind of what you expected from Auburn compared to what we saw, and really how you think that'll propel them into the round of thirty-two matchup.
0: So I think I texted you at halftime and. It was literally what I had told on the podcast about the sight lines of the BJCC being absolute garbage and the fact that it's really hard to shoot well um, in the BJCC. And then part two happened. The second half happened, and it was just like I said, that as soon as I say, you know, we're not going to shoot well in the BJCC because of the sight lines, it's going to do the opposite so that I look like an idiot. And the second half was the best shooting performance I think I've seen out of the team since – Honestly, the Final Four team, that was the most exciting uh, run of Auburn basketball, I think, since the Final Four team. In my opinion, and this may be a really cold take for a lot of people, back-to-back, like, transition threes is more exciting to me than a dunk. Solely because the dunk, yeah, is, like, fun and it's a momentum thing, but back-to-back transition threes are changing the thing that matters more, which is the scoreboard, Um And so, I really – I mean, I was really excited. I didn't expect us to shoot like we did. Um, It looked to me like they had told Wendell to not take the game-winning shot or end-of-half shot because when he did, it seemed like the team was a little bit pissed at him and it looked like the coaches were asking him why he took it. Um, It kind of looked like the play that they had, though, got blown up a little bit and was just like, you know what, I'm just going to take this. Not necessarily a malicious intent out of him. Um, But then the defense uh, stood tall. I'm really excited. Um, The the team that we saw play Iowa is a team that could win on Saturday. And and that's just a fact. I think that if they played to the level that they played against Iowa, um, they could go and beat Houston. Uh, You know, we've had the game plan kind of set, and we'll get into it in a little while. But it's going to be very similar to the Alabama games. I feel like. Houston has a similar style of just elite athletes shooting the ball super well. And if you can defend the three and you can really crash the boards, you stand a great chance to beat Houston. Um, The problem is, is they're an elite three point shooting team and they have great size and speed. And so crashing the boards can be somewhat of a challenge. But Noble, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I really agree with you uh, about the the transition three aspect. You know, I, I feel like it's been a really long time since we've seen three straight possessions of just draining threes in big games. I mean, it really felt like it was, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but it did feel like the Final Four team it was just that carefree. We're throwing up shots. We're making them. We're having fun. We're having a good time. It's electric. All that kind of good stuff. So I definitely thought that that was a mindset from the team that I really enjoyed seeing and kind of the vibes about the team just seemed different than they did in the regular season and that obviously you know obviously you're going to expect that from tournament time it's you know bigger stage all all that but the team just looked different and i think that's what that's what makes everyone feel the best and i was a good team that really didn't play that bad. I mean, it, the 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 defense made them struggle in the beginning, but really they played a decent game. Auburn just played a better game. And, you know, you, you saw that from the emergence of Trey Donaldson coming off the bench, kind of coming back to what he was playing like in, you know, late December, early January. Uh, it was really nice seeing Wendell struggle and bounce back later. You know, like Wendell was struggling. Trey comes in, runs the show. Wendell comes in later, ices the game, makes all the clutch free throws. And that was really big. Had Janai and Allen both with double-doubles. Big rebounding night from Allen Point. Again, that was really helpful. So, yeah, I mean, I think that really the team just looked a little different. And you saw a lot of guys putting in really good minutes. Johan Traor putting in great minutes, coming in, played nine minutes. Uh, Chris Moore, you know, unfortunately was injured, but Johan stepped in really well. Uh, Lior had a rough night offensively, but defensively he played really well. So I think that you just look at the whole team, and it was a good team win. And it just really created momentum. And watching Houston, you know, Houston didn't, didn't have that at all. You know, watching Houston, they yes, they won. They beat an inferior opponent, but they were limping the whole way. Marcus Sasser's still injured. All their guards are injured. It's just – you could just see from their face, they just look weathered. It, 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 if you just watch the two teams, one team was happy-go-lucky. They were feeling it. They were hyped. The other team was just trying to survive. And I think that's really the, the most intriguing matchup looking into Houston – because if both teams show up with that same mindset that they did yesterday, Auburn should win that game. Auburn played better than Houston did. Auburn looks better than Houston did. And obviously things change game to game, but you know, you, you can't help but watch that Houston game and feel a little bit encouraged by both teams' performances last night.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the injury that Sasser has is not something that's going to be fixed between a Thursday night and a Saturday. You know, I mean, if you yeah. have a groin, I mean, those kind of linger. I mean, even even if Auburn loses the game, that's going to be something that Houston's going to have to deal with into next weekend, into the Elite Eight. Um, so, no, I, I mean, I feel as good as I could possibly feel about Auburn going to play a one seed. Um, I think having seen this team take another one seed to overtime, and really hang in the game with them earlier in the year, we know that they have the talent to do it. Um, and, I mean, that Alabama team beat this Houston team um, pretty well, too. So, I, I think that having the home court, uh, at least a little bit of a home court, I don't think it will be as significant as it was on Thursday night since the uh, Alabama-Auburn games will be a doubleheader. So, you'll have a bunch of Alabama fans that are there that will probably uh, – root for Houston before their game. But you're going to have more Auburn fans for sure than Houston fans. I mean, I would just be dumbfounded if there were more Alabama and Houston fans than Auburn fans. I I think it'll be pretty close to 50-50. And I don't think that the Bama fans that are rooting for Houston – I mean, if Houston goes on a really good run, it'll get loud. But it's not going to be the same as when you're watching your actual team and you're actually cheering for your team. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited as excited as I can be for a 9 to 1 matchup. Uh I feel good.
1: Yeah, I definitely definitely agree with everything everything you said there. And I think really with with the injury to Marcus Sasser, he's still listed as questionable, so you don't really know. He played 14 minutes uh against Northern Kentucky and just really didn't look like himself. He made made a couple shots, but you could just tell there was something wrong with him, you know. He just wasn't wasn't him, you know. Uh, and then, then she, the other, the other point guard for for Houston, was limping around all night. I think the biggest, the biggest key for tomorrow night is the the Houston freshman Jace Walker, and obviously a lot of Auburn fans, if you follow recruiting, are pretty well accustomed to that name. Uh, Auburn came in, you know, most people think Auburn came in second in his recruiting. Five star, really tout, highly talented freshman. He put up sixteen and six in the in the game last night against Northern Kentucky. He is a really good player, a really big body. And I think that Houston's really going to be relying on him with the injuries to their guards, which I think really benefits Auburn to an extent as well. Because you've got Jani Broome, you've got Jalen Williams, Alan again, are guys that you really lean on defensively night in and night out. And you would feel more comfortable with them being a forward-heavy team because, I mean, you, really, you look at the forward-heavy teams we've played so far – I mean, Iowa, you have Chris Murray. Chris Murray really had some – he had some open shots, but he really didn't seem like he was just destroying us. Brandon Miller hadn't destroyed us either one of the times we played uh, Alabama. So I really think that matchups-wise, it's looking better for Auburn with the the injuries to Houston's guards. And, you know, I I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said – you feel as good as you can under the circumstances yes we're still playing a one seed yes this team is still really good yes it's still the ncaa tournament yes auburn has still been inconsistent all season but from what we've seen this is the best situation you could have gotten i would much rather be playing a banged up houston team than playing you know alabama or playing kansas or even you know ucla texas like all the teams that are closer to the top Houston is 100% the team that matches up best with Auburn. And it feels like, you know, you don't want to jinx anything, but you do feel like the stars are somewhat aligning because if there is a run to be had, this is the way to get to that run. And so I really think that that's where all of the optimism is coming from a lot of Auburn fans. And there's obviously still some pessimism, obviously, but I just think that from what we saw yesterday, it was a way to be encouraged because we really haven't seen that we haven't seen that performance against a good team all, like all season, and so I think that's really what is, you know, creating so much momentum is that we saw one of our best performances of the season against one of the best teams we've played all season, and so I think that that is really what what matters going in going into this Houston matchup.
0: I agree, and I think, I think perception-wise, making a Sweet Sixteen would be huge. Because you make the Final Four, so you have that, and you can still see that we're living the recruiting. And I think we always will have some some impact of recruiting by making the Final Four, you know, just in the caliber of guys that we're recruiting. But having a down year and making the Sweet 16 just solidifies more the type of program that you are, and it really solidifies those recruits that you're trying to get, um, that you're a big-time program, you know, that – you go and beat Houston. Houston's a team that Auburn recruits a lot of the same guys as because Kelvin Sampson and Bruce Pearl, it's kind of like Memphis. They The three of us all try and run really athletic guards um, and big forwards. And so, you know, there's not that many five stars that fit that description. And so that's kind of kind of one of the recruiting battles. So not only are you beating a team that you recruit against a lot, you're – solidifying yourself that you make it to the second weekend of the tournament and that it wasn't a one-off fluke that you made it out of the first weekend of the tournament because as successful as Bruce has been, he has struggled in the NCAA tournament outside of that Final Four appearance. He hasn't made it to the second weekend on any other tournament appearance. And, you know, I know that there's some external oddities that go with that, with the, you know, all the injuries that happened in the 2018 season and then the 2020 season getting canceled for COVID. And I mean, last year it wasn't an oddity. It was just, you, you just got whooped uh, in the round of 32. And that, that was another year that I think making a sweet 16 again, it solidifies your places. I don't want to say a blue blood, but just as a consummate competitor. And if you come to Auburn, you have a chance at championships.
1: So, yeah, and I, I think
0: that – go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah, I, I really think that that, that that really is true with with recruiting, especially that every year, year in and year out, you see Auburn playing big games, you see Auburn playing on big stage, regardless of what happens in the regular season, that the team is going to be there. The team is going to compete. The team is going to be competing in big games. I, I think that that really is something that can't be stressed enough, the importance of this game tomorrow making a sweet 16 in this year could be huge. And even then, you know, you look at the rest of the bracket, and it's not like the bracket is just, you know, a gauntlet, you know? I mean, you're starting to look through, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the matchups. You've got Miami and Drake will be playing today. You've got Indiana and Kent State. You know, you'll be playing in all likelihood one of those teams in a potential sweet 16 matchup. I mean, Miami has looked very beatable this season. Indiana's been inconsistent. And both of those teams are some of the most picked upsets in the entire tournament with Drake and Kent State being sleepers. So, you know, you you even want you don't want to look ahead too much. But if you do pull the upset against Houston, you have a winnable game in the Sweet 16. It's not like you've got some kind of freight train that's been on national championship coming up there in the Sweet 16. So if you can pull this, all of a sudden you're starting to think, oh, the Elite Eight is possible. And obviously you don't want to overreact to one game. But this Houston game, it really is such a critical game for the trajectory of what the next couple of years could look like. That even if you're having a down year, if you can capitalize on this Houston game, it can be a massive, massive look for the program as a whole. Uh, and so that that's something to be really encouraged by, I think. And for those that are, you know, a little unfamiliar with Houston um, as a team, they have over 30 wins this season. They've been really, really good, only three losses. Uh, they've been, you know, they 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 ended the season, the, the regular season kind of tournament area with a loss to Memphis. They lost or they just beat Northern Kentucky by a small margin. So they're not exactly playing their best basketball either. And I think that that is something – to really, really hone in on that. When you see a one seed that is typically known for, you know, their, their good defense and their shot making ability. And then they go in and, you know, the last two games of their season so far have been struggles and they haven't played well. And so I think that that is a team, when you look at Auburn, you know, hot, that just played one of their better games of the season, even the SEC tournament, we mentioned it, the team didn't necessarily play bad. They just didn't play good enough, but you know obviously last night they played good enough coming into Houston limp that Houston's limping into the second round i mean you can't stress it enough this is as good of a draw as auburn could have possibly imagined at this point in time
0: yeah and this is just something you know kind of unrelated to the basketball thing well it's related to the tournament something that i was kind of disappointed by was the fact that everyone that went to the game said that the atmosphere was incredible The way I don't know if it was Birmingham's fault or if it was CBS. The way that they showed the TV and the angles that they showed on TV did not show any kind of, like, special atmosphere. The only time that I really was able to notice on TV that the atmosphere was something different was at one point, I think it was during that run, a Let's Go Auburn chant started going, and it was, like, super, super loud. But that's something that I hope that CBS, you know, critiques on their own broadcast that this weekend when it's the Auburn, Alabama doubleheader that even though it helps Alabama too, recruiting wise, if you see that the arena is packed out in an NCAA tournament game and that the environment and that Alabama is a state that you can come and play basketball in and it's fun to play basketball here and that you don't have to go to Duke, you don't have to go to North Carolina, you don't have to go to Kentucky to have really passionate fan bases that are going to follow you to the tournament, that would also be a huge recruiting win because that's part of what people want. I mean, people want the NIL. They want the ability to compete for championships, and they want people to care. And so I think that would be something also to watch out for to see because, I mean, Noble sent me pictures from the arena, and it was packed. But CBS was only showing those first, like, five or six rows of the uh, left side of the court. And there was nobody sitting there until people started trickling in. I guess they figured that nobody was sitting there, so they'd go steal the seats.
1: Yeah, and really, I think it was, you know, the, the Iowa section was by far less filled, but the whole Auburn side was packed. And the TV just wasn't showing it because it was on the opposite side of the court. But, yeah, I mean, the the environment was great. The players playing in the environment, you could obviously tell they were feeding off the energy. And so that was really cool to see. But do, I, I do agree with you that the 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 looks from the the TV angles I've seen some replays they did not really convey that you know that that environment like it like it should have been but maybe they'll be able to amend that uh, in future future games but I think that kind of that kind of wraps up uh, today's podcast and we'll be back. Uh, shortly to break down the Houston game. Hopefully, it will be a win. Hopefully, we'll still be dancing, being able to break down a Sweet 16 matchup. That'd be great. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening and War Eagle.
0: War Eagle.